Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Changing our levels through the power of your thoughts. Changing our level through the power of your thoughts. In Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, reading from verse number 1, the Bible tells us, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And then verse number 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, the Bible is saying, Now for you to move to the next level, you need to understand some basic thing. Paul the Apostle is saying from the verse of the scripture that you read that, that you will continue to, you will conform to this world. You will look like this world. You will behave like this world. You will remain at the same level with this world if you refuse to renew your mind. In other words, you are not going to be different from the people of this world if you refuse to renew your mind in the word of God. He say, and do not be conformed to this world, but be about, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Which means that if you do not transform your mind, if you do not renew your mind, you will not be transformed. If you are not transformed, you will be conformed to this world. You will remain like this world. You will be like this particular world. There will be no difference between you and the people that are in the world. That's the first thing that Paul wants us to understand. Lack of renewal, lack of growth, lack of changing of your thoughts will make you to be at the same level with the people who are not in the kingdom. Number two, Paul is saying your transformation, your moving forward, your upward movement in life is a function of your ability to do what? To transform your mind. Your ability to be able to equip your mind, your ability to be able to grow your mind will determine your level of transformation. That's what the Bible is telling us. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The change that we expect to see in your life, the change that you expect to see in your circumstances is a function of how well you are willing to develop and expand your mind. If your mind is little, then your changes, the changes you are going to find will also be very, very little. Transformation depends on your ability to improve and to grow your mind. Number three, Paul the Apostle is saying that the renewal of your mind, it is entirely up to you. The Bible said, do not be conformed to this world, which means you have a choice. You can decide to conform with the world. You can decide to not improve yourself. You can decide to keep your mind very, very small. You can decide not to continue to to exercise your mind or expand your mind. You can decide to remain on the same level. He's saying that the renewal of your mind is a choice that you make. It's a decision that you make. 
do not be conformed to this world simply is also implies that you can conform with the world if you choose to do so. So please understand, Paul is saying number one, lack of renewal will lead you to conformity with the world. Number two, if you do not, if your, your transformation in life, your upward movement in life is a function of your renewal. Number three, that renewal is a choice that you have to make. Number four, Paul is saying, the Paul is saying to all that the experience experience of God's blessings in your life the experience of the promise of God in your life all that God has said he will do your ability to experience it is a function of your ability to renew your mind in the word of God you have seen certain things happen in life. You've had certain experience. The Lord is now saying, I'm giving you a promise. For you to enjoy that promise, you need to embrace the word. You need to make up your mind that you are going to take the word and let the word expand so that you can now tap into what God is saying. Basically, Paul is saying, experiencing God's blessings in your life is a function of you allowing your mind to be flooded by the word of God. It's allowing yourself to be transformed by that particular word of God. It's allowing yourself to be changed by the power of the word of God. You cannot experience the blessings that is written in the scripture. You cannot experience the victory that is spoken about in scripture if you are not willing to open your mind to the word of God. That's what Paul is saying. Then finally, Paul is saying, don't expect to see any change. Don't expect to see any upward movement. Don't expect to see any difference in your life if you refuse to change your mind. If your mind is set on doing things in a certain way, you are going to continue to get the result of that particular action. And the Lord, His Bible is making us to understand, if you want to see changes, if you want to see improvement, if you want to see growth, if you want to move to the next level, you must be willing to let go of certain ways of thinking. You must be willing to set yourself free from certain ways of processing information. You must be willing to change your mind because if you refuse to change your mind, then forget about the changes that we're talking about. In other words, Paul is saying how far you are going to go in life, the height with which you are going to ascend in life is a function of what's going on inside your mind. What is going on inside your mind? How you process information. The lens through which you see the world, the lens through which you interpret the world, that is what will determine how far you are going to go in life. The Bible tells us, and you see this illustrated in the scripture, in the book of Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 reading from verse number 5, the Bible gives us a clear understanding of how your mind is able to turn things around and take you to the height that you cannot imagine. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of a man, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Now look at verse number 9. 
The Bible say, therefore God has highly exalted him. Why? Because of the way that he humbled, the thinking, the mindset that he had. The Bible said God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of the things in heaven, of things on earth, of things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But it all started with the way he was thinking. The Bible said, let this mind be in you who that was in Christ Jesus. How far you will go in life, the heights that you are going to ascend in life is a function of what is going on inside of you. You cannot go higher than what the state of the mind, the state of your mind. Your level in life is a function of your state of mind. The question is, why is this so? Why is that the case? Why is your mind so powerful? Why is it that your mind is what shapes your future? Is what shapes how far you go? Why is it that your mind is so powerful that it's able to determine how far you are going to travel in life? The reason is number one, you out of your mind, out of your heart, flows the issues of life. Look at the book of Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 verse number 23. The Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it are the issues of life. In other words, if you do not protect this heart, you are going to mess up yourself. If you do not take the time to protect what is going inside your heart and what is coming out of your heart, you are going to mess up yourself. Your life, your heart, your mind is able to shape your future, shape how far you travel in life because out of your heart flows life. Everything you become happens in here. If you are not able to see it, you cannot possess it. If you are not able to imagine it, you cannot pursue it. The Bible tells in the book of Genesis chapter 12. I think if you read from 13 and 14, the Lord was speaking to Abraham. The Lord said to Abraham, he said, look to the right, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. He said, all this land that you see, I will give you. By implication, that means if you are not able to see it, you are not getting it. And if your mind cannot see something, your body cannot possess, you cannot possess it. And that is why your mind shapes your future. It shapes your life. Because out of your mind, out of your heart, life flows. Number two, why does your mind shape your life? Your mind shapes your life because life is controlled from the heart. Look at the book of Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 from verse number 45. The Bible says, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bring forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, bring forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. How the life, what comes out of your life, how your life is directed, how your life is controlled, is a function of what is going on inside your heart. And that's why the Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. And to the person that is defiled or the wicked, everything is wicked. So that is why you can tell somebody, you will have evidence in front of them. If they believe something, there's nothing you can tell them. It's in the head. There's nothing you can tell them. It will not change. They already have a picture inside their mind. And they live their life based on that picture. That's why their life is shaped based on the picture that they have hanging in their mind. So your mind shapes your life because number one, life flows from your heart. Number two, life is controlled from the heart. Number three, life is determined. The cause of life is determined by the hearts. 
Look at Proverbs 23. Verse number 7, the Bible tells us very clearly. He said, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, the way you think, that's the way you are. The way you see life in your mind, that is the way you are going to become. If you believe that everybody is out to get you, you are going to behave like that. If you believe that life is going to discriminate against you, that is the way you are going to behave. If you believe that you are going to fail, you will see failure every step of the way. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, our mind is powerful and is able to shape our lives because it is the seed of our consciousness. Our abilities, our thinking, our imagination, ability to judge, the preferences, the choices that we make all take place in the heart. Whatever power is controlling what is going on in your heart, that is the power that controls you. That's why the heart is so powerful. That's why your mind is so powerful. That's why your thoughts are so powerful. That they shape your future. Now, as much as we like to blame, you know, our external environment for whatever is going on in our life, for the shortcomings of our life, the real problem, the real culprit, the real enemy of our situation in life is what is going on inside your heart. And that is why unless you change your heart, Nothing changes in your life. That's why Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, reading from verse number 18, and he said unto them, Are you without understanding also? Do you not perceive whatsoever thing is from outside, from without, entering into the man, it's not, cannot defile him. Because it enters not into his heart, but into the belly, and goes out into the drought, purging all meat. And he said, that which cometh out of the mouth, that which cometh out of the man, that is the thing that defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts of adulteries, fornications, murder, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these things come from within, and they defile. So when you look at a person that is behaving in a certain way, it's not what is coming from the outside that is the problem. Yes, it helps him to be able to do some of the things that influences him, but the real problem is inside. Jesus is saying that what comes out of the heart or the mind of an individual, it is that thing that shapes the direction of the life of that individual. It is what is going on inside of you that shapes your life. Now, if our lives are shaped by the things that come out of our thoughts, that comes out of our mind, you will expect that everybody will do something to make sure that their hearts are what? Their hearts are controlled. But unfortunately, that is not what you see. And the question is why? Why is it that many of us are not guarding our hearts? Why is it that many of us are not are, are, are very careless with our thoughts? Why is it that we are not we are allowing all sorts of things to come into our heart? Why is, are the people of God not guarding their heart? Even when the Bible says that out of our heart comes the issue of life, why are we not guarding our hearts? There are a number of reasons that we can give. But the first reason is because many of us are not aware or we do not know the danger of an unguarded heart. Many of us don't know the danger. We, don't, we cannot make the connection between a heart that is unguarded and the future of such a heart. Many of us are unaware of the danger of the unguarded heart. That's why we don't do it. When you don't know there is a danger, why would you put a protection around your heart? If you don't know the danger of that particular, of an exposed heart, you will not put a protection there. Many do not see the relationship between our thoughts and our actions. 
And that's why you find that we try to control the actions of people without controlling their thoughts. We focus so much on what people are doing and we forget that the, to- the actions, they originate from somewhere. Many of us think that life just happened. We fail to understand that your life is directly related to the way you think. Your actions are directly related to the way you think. Let me ask you this. Why do you think the media is so powerful? Why? The media is so powerful simply because they have the ability to shape the way you think. And as long as they shape the way you think, they can shape the way you behave. The media is powerful because they have the ability to influence your thought. And if they want to control our action, they begin to direct the way we think. And that is why you need to be able to do what? To guard your hearts. We do not see the connection between our thoughts and our action. As a result, what happened? We leave our heart unguarded. Number two, why do people not guard their heart? We do not guard our heart because we do not know the power of thoughts in shaping the future of a man. We don't know the power of the thoughts. If you wake up in the morning and somebody tells you, oh, you look gorgeous today. What happens? You find that there is a spring in your step. You begin to feel good about yourself. You begin to do things exceptionally well. Everywhere you go, you'll find that there's a positive attitude around you and it will impact the way you walk. Why? Because somebody says something good about you and that affected the way you thought, the way you see yourself, the way you see life, and everything changed that day. But if you wake up in the morning and somebody says, what are you? How, how ugly are you? What is this terrible thing? And they look at you and they are scared. They say, man, you are more terrible... It will mess up everything that you do that day if you allow it to sink deep in your spirit. Many of us are not guarding our heart because we don't know the power of thought in shaping our future. Number three, many of us are not guarding our heart because many simply do not know how to guard their hearts. We just don't know. We want to do things right. But for some reason, we are not able to do it right because we don't know how to do it. Number four, many of us do not guard our heart because many simply lack the discipline to control the things that they allow into their hearts. We know that certain things are not good for us, but we do not have the discipline to stop those things. Controlling, guarding your heart requires discipline and many of us do not do it. It is not an easy thing to guard what comes into your heart. So you see, your heart and your mind, because that is one thing you must understand. Our heart is a thinking machine and it is continuously working. Even when you are asleep, your mind is still working. That is why sometimes your dreams as a function of some of the things that is going on in your mind. And the thing is that the more you feed your mind, what you feed your mind is what your mind continues to work on. So if you feed your mind a lot of good things, you find that your mind continues to process that good information and produce the result that will affect your action. If you feed your mind with a lot of junk, that junk will continue to process and it will continue to provide the action. That's why the more you think about an issue, the more that issue becomes real to you. And that's why you find that when people have been told, have told their children negative things about other people, they begin to have negative attitude to that person, but they don't know why. They hate that individual, but they don't know why. That's why families will continue to fight from one generation to the other. If you ask them what caused the fight, they don't even know. But they just know that they don't like that person. Because their minds have been fed all sorts of junk 
and they continue to process that information. Number five, we do not guard our heart because we live in a culture that does not support guarding your hearts. We live in a very permissive culture. Our culture encourages us to express, to be free, to do whatever. I'm always amazed at how much people talk. You just keep talking and talking and you just wonder. The fact that you have access to an information, does that mean that you must say it? The fact that you see something, does that mean your mouth must open and say it? It's always amazing to me. And they wonder why they are not moving forward. That's a story for another day. We live in a permissive culture. That is why people find it very difficult to guard their hearts. And because we do not guard our hearts, because we do not control the things that come into our heart, the first thing you will notice in the life of people generally, and even in the church, is that negative thoughts take roots in their hearts. When you don't control what you are thinking, when you don't control what you are exposing your mind to, then first thing you will notice that you are filled with negative thoughts. That is why you find that everybody's running up and down, everybody's so scared because our mind has been filled with negative thought. Negative thought have taken root. Number two, you'll find that failure is entrenched in the heart of an individual that his heart is not guarded. Number three, you become defenseless and defeated when your heart is not guarded. When you are being fed, when you are feeding your heart with all sorts of junk, you will find out that you will not be able to have victory. You will be defenseless with the wiles of the enemy and you will be easily defeated. When your heart is not guarded, you will find that you will become defiled and polluted easily. Even if you don't want to do certain things, you keep doing them because the heart, as you know, those things have taken root in your heart and you don't know how to stop it. And that's why some people wrestle with certain behaviors. Not because they want to. Every time they will go to the Lord and they will ask for forgiveness and they will go back exact and do exactly the same thing again. You don't want to say certain things, but you end up saying them. You don't want to go to certain places, but you end up going there. You don't want to do certain things, but you end up doing them. Because the heart, as you know, you know, sin has taken root. Certain behaviors have taken root in our heart that will become easily defiled and polluted. And then you become very easily controlled and manipulated. And that's why you see our moods are always up and down. One minute you are happy, the other minute you are down. Because the mind is an open field and anything goes in and out. That is why many in the church, even when they have seen the power of God, even when they have prayed, even when God has visited them in a definite way, they still live a life of defeat. They still live a life of failure. The reason is because their minds are not guarded. Their minds are not protected. It is open for the enemy to play around with. And as a result, they live their experience. is an experience of failure and defeat. And as long as your mind is filled with the thought of failure, as long as your mind is filled with the thought of defeat, nobody can help that individual. Who can be more anointed than Lord Jesus Christ? That is the person, the Bible said, the spirit fell upon him and remained. I've been praying and praying and praying and praying. Sometimes you feel up, sometimes you go down. Jesus Christ was always there, fully anointed. The word Messiah is the anointed one. He is the anointed of the Lord God Almighty. But the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 13, that Jesus went to a particular place and he could not do any miracle. The anointed one could not do any miracle. Look at verse number 58. The Bible says, and he did not do many mighty works because why? Of their unbelief. In other words, their minds were messed up. Something was going on in their mind that even the power of the Almighty God could not help them. 
Something was so messed up in their system that God was speaking. Jesus was there and they could not tap into the power of the anointed one. And as long as your mind is filled with thoughts of failure, thoughts of defeat, thoughts of crap, nobody, not even Jesus Christ will be able to help you. If you don't change your mind. You know, I've always said this, that Jesus, the Lord Bible tells us in the book of uh, John 3, 16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God wants everybody to be saved. Mm -hmm. But God cannot save everybody. Why? Is it because God does not want to save them? No. Because people have made up their mind that they don't want to be saved. And as long as you refuse to change your mind, even the free salvation that God has made available will not be effective in your life. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. As long as your mind is filled with thoughts of failure, thoughts of defeat, thoughts of impossibility, even Jesus Christ will not be able to help you. That is the facts. The question is, how do you change your level through the power of your thoughts? How do you make sure that your heart is loaded with the right thing that will move you forward? How do you do it? Look at Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I want to start reading from verse number 4. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be, made, be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which pass all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. From this verse, how do you make sure that you equip your mind so that your mind will not work against you? How do you take advantage of the power of your mind to move to the next level? The first thing is that changing your thoughts, changing your level through your thoughts requires what is called intentional thinking. You don't just allow your mind to wander. You focus your mind. You think intentionally. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord Always and again I say rejoice. In other words, you make up your mind that this is what I want to do. Regardless of the circumstances and the situation around me, I am intentionally going to focus my mind on rejoicing in the Almighty God. So changing your level through the thought requires intentional thinking. Number two, it requires disciplined thinking. The Bible says be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto the Almighty God. That takes discipline. Because your body don't want to do it. Your mind wants to take the easy road out. But the Lord is saying that if you are going to change your level, and you are going to do it through the power of your thought, the first thing you must do is to be intentional in the way you think. Number two is to be disciplined in the way you think. Number three is to be focused in the way you think. The Bible says be careful for nothing, but let your request, let that specific thing that you are thinking about, let your request be made known unto the Almighty God. Then Paul the Apostle now went on to tell us, how do you make sure that you are able to think intentionally? How do you make sure that you are able to discipline your thought? How do you make sure that you are able to focus your thought? Look at verse number 8 of that same Philippians chapter 4. The Bible says, finally my brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, look at the last thing he say, think on those things. In other words, don't let your mind go everywhere. Don't let it run up and down. 
Many people find it very difficult to think because, number one, they have not been taught. Mm-hmm. Paul the Apostle is telling you, this is the way you think intentionally. This is the way you discipline your thoughts. This is the way you focus your thoughts. And how do we do it? He said, the first thing you must do, anything that you are thinking about, make sure they are honorable and they are worthy. That's what Paul is saying. Number two, make sure that your thoughts are conforming thoughts. Thoughts that conform with the word of God. Number three, the way you can change your level through your thought is to make sure that your thoughts are lovely and your thoughts are peaceful thoughts. The way you can change your level through your thought is that you make sure your thoughts are commendable and your thoughts are worthwhile. The way you can change your level through your thought is that you make sure your thoughts are excellent and your thoughts are praiseworthy. Just imagine if your thoughts are projected on the screen behind me. And people are looking at it. If you have excellent and praiseworthy thoughts, you will not be ashamed. If you have thoughts that are commendable and worthwhile, you will not be ashamed. If you have thoughts that are lovely and peaceful, no, you will not be ashamed. If your thoughts are conforming to the word of God, you will not be ashamed. Now, Paul, it's making us to understand that is the way you make sure that your thoughts are able to bring you to where you want to be. He said, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's any praise, think on those things. When you fill your heart with things that are true, when you fill your heart with things that are honest, you fill your heart with the things that are just. You fill your heart with the things that are lovely. You fill your heart with the things that are of honest report. You fill your heart with the things that are virtual. Things that are praiseworthy. My brothers and sisters, you will find out that your life will change. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.